one, two, that's how many of us there are in the room. Hello, welcome to episode 12 of the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and with me, as always, is Declan. How are you doing, Declan? I, I'm doing fine. That wasn't the most in time we've ever played on that intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. I couldn't quite find the one when we were trying to go in on the chords there, but... No. Oh, it happened. Well. It happened. It happened. Right, uh, yes, welcome back to the Weekly Song Podcast, where we write a song every week without the other one hearing it, and then um, dissect them and kill the music stone dead. <laughs> Yeah. I think Frank Zappa once said, talking about music is like dancing about architecture. I've read that quote in a book where someone followed it up uh, with, um, so without further ado, let's get our tap shoes on. <laughs> um, I think that should be on our t-shirts when we finally have t-shirts. Yeah, when we have t-shirts. I'm just going to nick that quote from someone. Um, yes, and also it's kind of the Valentine's Day special today. Ooh. We're um, recording this on Valentine's Day. And... I didn't yeah, realise, so I didn't write a love song at all. Exactly, I'm the same over here. So, we'll just be continuing with our regular podcast. <laughs> hey, we said it's Valentine's Day, what, what do they yeah. want? Yeah, you know, like people who are in actual fulfilling relationships and aren't being crushed by the monotony of life and the hopelessness of existence will maybe have got some recognition of it. For the rest of us, we got some yeah, songs. exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, what we do on the Weekly Song Podcast here, as well as write a song a week, is we take turns as to who goes first and plays the song first on the podcast. And, exactly. Uh, we did try doing it once at the same time, but uh, it didn't work out too well. No, no, people are unsubscribed. But, um, we've, got very, we've got precious few subscribers as it is. <laughs> now, if memory serves me well, I went first last week, so you go first this week? That seems to be the logic of these things. So, this is my uh, weekly song for the Weekly Song Podcast song, Weekly Song. It's called Turning Up, and it goes something like this. No more 
or tries For now we live by do or die But you and I At every fall We will always get back up We could never have enough And when the going gets too tough We'll say again so much during a weekly song you recording. You haven't clapped so much during a weekly song recording either. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. Alright, first of all I really like the riff. I like the sentiment of the song and um, can you break down that riff a minute? Because it's like right. Led Zeppelin meets Jimi Hendrix. Well actually one of the, uh, one of the things I was thinking of uh, when I was uh, conceiving of it in some way was the riff to Tangled Underfoot which is my favourite Led Zeppelin song but the riff on that's... <laughs> Like it's just that all throughout the song, so it's just a... What's that chord there, that, that held chord? Uh, it's, for those of you who can't hear, if you know how to play a Hendrix chord, it's the same, except you just take off that um, uh, little finger on the B string. So what it turns it into is just an E7, but you get a lot of ringing suspension out of it. That's great, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which uh, originally started off in the open position down here. Which is where it returns to for the uh, verses, as it were. But then I just playing around with it on electric guitar the other day. And um, it just works better if you put it a bit further up the neck and it just gets more out of the guitar. And you're, you're doing the... What's that, sorry? That is, um, okay, so if you position playing a B power chord uh, on the 7th fret, mm-hmm. or E string, what you're doing is you're taking the top two notes of that, so it's the F sharp and the A, and the B on the uh, D. Yep. You're hammering on to 11 yeah. on the A string and pulling off again. I like that, yeah. Yeah, so, and that bit at the beginning is a, is a A octave sliding up to a B octave. Yeah. 
is such a good riff. Thank you. It's like everything that's good about like a funky riff meets everything that's good about a rocky riff. Well, what I quite like is that normally when you do those sort of songs, you tend to go in chords of like, um, let's say, well, for this song is in B minor, so normally you do B minor. Something like that, we'd mm. go down to an F uh, sharp major, which is like um, your sharpened fifth below it. Sure, sure. Uh, whereas, or sharpened fifth chord below it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a fifth chord, it's just been sharpened up to a major. Um, whereas this one... Adds, uh, oscillates between B minor and E major, which I quite like. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I, I often can hear what I imagine your production ideas are when I'm listening to you play an acoustic song, do you have that idea for like this to be like a big rocker sort of number? Uh, yeah, a rocky, funky number. Like those bits in the second lot of verses where I was going... <laughs> like I imagine just insane drum fills in there. <laughs> like, um... I thought you were going to say like a sort of... <laughs> and then it's insane drum fills instead. It kind of changed my... Oh, perception of that. That would be awesome. Like, yeah, doom, like, doom, 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 yeah, just drum fills in the middle of the verses, three of them in quick succession. Why the hell not? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I want to be a part of making this song like a fully produced thing. Well, I need to get a tight enough band to play it first, well, which means I need true. to be in a band. Oh, it would be such a good song to I'm hear so live. I'm so miserable today. <laughs> <laughs> a well, little Valentine's Day. Yeah. And we're both single, so... Yeah, uh... Oh. Yeah. Anyway, like energy for the show. Yeah, <laughs> right. Back into being happy. Um, uh, I'm not sure what else to say about it, really. Like, um, I did have a couple of ideas. Like, um, there was one idea I had, which I played this on piano, but I'm just going to play it on guitar for sake of expedience, which okay. ended up going something like this. The reason I dropped that was because I started singing something over it and I realised that I'd kind of nicked it from somewhere. <laughs> Cosmo Kramer goes to slide into the room to find it's locked. Oh, fuck. Locked on the inside. Like, it did, that hadn't been through my head at all, but I'd nicked that off um, one of Roger's songs. Well, the, the end two chords, that C and the D7, it's like, that's definitely, like... Uh, Plagiarism. I was going to say it, it lends itself to the same melody, but sure, fuck it, plagiarism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm swearing um, a lot in this week's episode. Sorry. It's fine, we're an adult show, we can do adult content. Uh, yeah, I was struggling for ages to write uh, this. I had that riff and I had something else on the piano, which we'll just show over and I'll uh, switch over and I'll show you now. Sure, sure. Right, so I did have one idea on the piano earlier this week, which um, went a little bit like this.
which I was uh, fooling around with for a long time, but I just couldn't get it to work. And I played it to a couple of people, and they go, "All oh, right, what song is that? Like, um, I can just—it's on the tip of my tongue. I can remember it." Which kind of made me think, "Ooh, <laughs> better stick." It reminds me of like, I don't know, like Mozart or something, or like a really sad Beethoven sonata. Cool. Any um, but, other classical composers we can name? <laughs> Chopin. But uh, yeah, it's the fact that it's so vastly different to um, the song you ended up having this week is really funny to me. It's like you were just like playing around with this really nice classical piece of music and you just went, eh, actually, no. And then he was like, seventh chords. Well, I was, I was um, thinking about it. Like, I was going to do like a section where it did by the... So uh, I ended up abandoning that one. I, I reckon keep some of the ideas maybe for some other time. Cause but even the guitar one, you said it was a bit like Cosmo Cremo. I wouldn't have noticed unless you said it. So. Yeah, it sounds a bit better on piano. It sounded like this. that you wrote that. <laughs> well, you wrote it first, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't use those those nice uh, suspensions, and it's one of those progressions that you want it to go to the next chord, but it doesn't quite... Um, like, it reminds me of that song, that Howard Goodall thing he does when he's talking about chord suspensions, and it's that song that goes... Well, I tend to na 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 on the Mariah Carey... And he uses, like, it could just be a rundown of chords, but it's, like, suspension... Normal chord, suspension, normal chord, and it just creates such a... Putting the tension back into it. Yeah. That's partly what was going through my head, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Shall we switch back over? Let's switch back over. So, anything else you can think to say about the song at all? Um, only that it was written yesterday. Although, that is not the shortest amount of time between writing the song and playing it on the podcast, as you well know, Roger. Wow, good segue. <laughs> That's really good. We've never done that before. That's a new level of professionalism, which I've just ruined by <laughs> spotlighting it. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice subtle trick you were using there. Allow me to showcase that for all the listeners. <laughs> well, um, as Declan just and and I just alluded to, um, Declan's song was written yesterday, and my song was written an hour ago. <laughs> Well, two hours ago at this point. That's um, I, I, it's taken the record for the shortest amount of time. Uh, between finishing the song in inverted commas and yeah. performing it to beat that you're basically going to have to just come up with it on air <laughs> so right. it just end up being like a 12 bar thing <laughs> I couldn't think of a song this week no, no. I couldn't think of a song this week shit I'm on air <laughs> what am I going to do <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, I yeah. should not write comedy songs. It'd just be swearing. <laughs> oh shit! What am I gonna do? Yeah. Um, There's yeah. an audience in front of me. <laughs> Let me see. The, the time now. Not that this matters to actual podcast listeners, but it does. Actually, <coughs> but it does actually because of the point I'm making now. The time is 
nearly quarter past eight, and I finished writing the song at half past five. So, a little while ago, two and a half hours. Um, but Two and three quarter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Math Magician. Cool. Um, but before I start playing the song, um, it's been a weird one for me, because usually when I sit down to write a song, I sit down with a guitar and piano, and I kind of do it till it's done, because I want to go away from this writing session or whatever, knowing, okay, I've got a song, definitely. I don't like to go with a half-formed idea. But this week, I kind of... Excuse me. Um, I sat down at the piano, which is the instrument I'll be playing today, and um, I came up with something, but it was all very much like placeholder lyrics and like the chords weren't quite there, but I had like a full structure, so it was like this kind of like skeleton that I needed to fill out, and I was like, okay, I've got after work on Tuesday, which is the day we record the podcast, until I actually go over to your house um, to perform it and I was like okay I can do that so I basically filled it out it's not like I wrote the whole song like an hour and a half ago an hour and three quarters yeah two and three quarters two and three quarters it's getting longer and longer isn't it um, 20 years ago <laughs> Roger you're only meant to write it in a week <laughs> the 20 years songwriting you started challenge. young <laughs> um, but anyway without any further ado or hullabaloo I'm going to play this song to you woohoo oh man this song is really hard to play um, well, why did you write such a difficult <laughs> song? <laughs> oh man, I'm really hoping I can play this properly. Um, this song, finished an hour and a half ago, is called Unlimited Power. <laughs> what? What's funny about that? <laughs> Unlimited Power! <laughs> he is a traitor! <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> Star Wars Episode 3, you dick. No. That is. No, you will die. It's in that scene. You can. You must stay on trial. He's too dangerous to be left alive. Power! it. Power! What have I done? I'm sorry, Roger. Oh, no. I'm really sorry. Oh, dear. I'm so sorry. Well, that's... Oh, God, no, I've got to tell you this now. I came up with the title while listening to a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you but did. But it wasn't about Star Wars Episode 3. They just mentioned that phrase. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Coffee comics with Kenobi. With, I thought it was Comics with Kenobi. There's, there's two different ones. Oh. Both under the Coffee umbrella. Cool. Oh, I'm no. going to try and contain myself. Luckily, the song doesn't actually say the phrase. Fantastic. <laughs> Unlimited power. I thought you started. <laughs> it doesn't say it anywhere at all. Unlimited power, and I killed a Jedi. <laughs> oh no, it's completely the wrong frame of mind now to do this. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Roger. We're going to have to cut a lot of this. This is all good. This is all gold. Okay, right. If we have to cut this, then here's our cut point. This song is called Unlimited Power. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to play it. I can't help but think that we've got the wind in our sails. I know, I know it's hard to
strikes me immediately is that that sounds very um it's almost in my head it's like prince mixed with queen well there's like, that um, very much a billionaire waltz well i was thinking like the fact that it just changes between such disparate elements and i can just imagine you of a band like doing that um and uh like just changing on a sixpence to something else but um yeah. the thing that made me think very much of the prince in terms of the chord sequence was that bit and ourselves, ourselves, the bit that resolves from that. Uh, the, the... So, like, you do the, uh, I, I don't... I don't know what note it is, but it would be the... Sell, 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 and then the chords that resolve from that oh, the, sound um... very princey to me. That bit? Uh, play the sales line again, and just I'll say when. Okay. I can't help but think that we got the wind in our sails. I know, I know it's not fair when we've been out there. That bit very much reminds yeah. me of Prince. It's kind of like, not the same chords, but the same sort of feel as like Little Red Corvette or something. Yeah. Um, and I'm really pleased with that bit. It's a real like, I can picture that being like a rock band type of like do 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 sort of thing. What are um, the chords? Uh, okay. One of the chords is an E major, but with instead of like the third, it's got a second. So it's like an E, an F sharp, and a B. Yeah, that's it. And then the other one is exactly the same as that, but instead of an E, you got an E flat. And then between them to an F sharp major, which is the uh, thing of the song. But I thought that was like a really nice like way to break it up because you got that sort of like, uh, it's like a chromatic run down in the first part. Um, so it's like uh, F sharp major, A major, uh, G sharp minor, sort of, and then G major to back to F sharp major. So it's basically I quite like that. I like that um, sort of resolving bit because that works. The way that works is that that's a, 
well, <clears throat> it's an E flat, but it's also a D sharp. Mm. So you're playing a B there. Right, yeah, yeah. To an E with a suspension and back up to your fifth, which is your F sharp. I do that quite often, I've noticed, actually, where I've kind of got like a, like a four, five, one type of thing, but instead of me going, you know, I'm doing something different with it to make, give it more sustain and that sort of, that sort of thing, sustaining the chords. But, um, or suspension, not sustain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of a, a, a thing. But then I was like playing with that idea and I was like, I like this, I'm going to keep it, but I just need to completely change it up. So I was like, I want to have like a waltz section of this song. And of course, this isn't the first time where I've gone, just thrown a waltz into a song. Sandbox Games is one of them. Yeah. I've done it with a couple of Pea Green Boat ones too. Um, so I was like, how do I get from this like really weird... I just love how... In a good way, abrupt the change of tone is like you've done like your serious stuff and then you just do, 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 do. <laughs> you're just off in another area. Oh, by the way, what was the um, scale you were playing at the beginning or the series of notes? It's um, one of my favourite scales. It's a whole tone scale. I was thinking that. Which uh, ends on what? the which ends on the major third of the of the scale I'm playing in. So that would be. Um... That's it. Yeah. Um... I, I, I must admit, on the first, Roger had to take two takes because he, I think, made a small mistake in uh, the first little verse. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I was stickering a little bit, <laughs> but that was it. <laughs> and we're suddenly off the dream now. It's kind of cool. I, I tried to use that scale in different songs. It doesn't always work, but I thought it'd be kind of... Because the song starts and ends like that. And, you know, sometimes I like that that feel of a song where you feel like it's a dream and like with this one there's like a classic one where it's like the verse is about one thing the chorus is about something totally different and then there's like one section in the middle I may as well touch on this now the whole song's in F sharp minor major sorry so it's got like that sort of feel the whole way through no matter what whether it's verse or chorus and then there's one little bit which just goes down really suddenly to F minor um, and it just does that um, cr uh, chromatic rundown thing major again mm. uh, which I've done in uh, Find It Where It Comes I've done that before yeah because you go from like uh, if you're playing it in C you do uh, that and then you go up to F sharp minor for that bit and then back to G major for that one exactly kind of weird but um, lovely but weird, really but, lovely, weird. but weird did I mention it's lovely did I mention it's weird yeah but it's lovely as well and that's like a weird part of the song and I, I like that kind of thing where um you, you might dislike this, but it's kind of inspired by Kanye West. He's got this one song called, um... <laughs> Declan's steaming, literally. He's got this one song called On Sight, which is off um, a kind of a polarising album called Yeezus. And uh, it's the first I song... I think on... I've heard about that one. <laughs> it's the first song on the album. And the whole song, up until a certain point, is like this upbeat, crazy dance number with, like, electronics everywhere, like... That sort of rhythm, and then all of a sudden it just stops and breaks down into this soul sample, where it's just like this gorgeous like seventies Motown style soul sample. I don't know what the song is. Examples for like seven seconds, and it just goes straight back into and I, that's always been like a huge influence for me as far as like uh, what would the word be for that? Um, it's like a non sequitur, I guess. It just kind of goes one thing, something crazily different, and that one thing again. I've noticed you do that a couple of times in uh, Pea Green Boat stuff. Uh, mm. Like, um, I can't remember the track, but it's you suddenly 
go like you dial down a radio, you're suddenly into Hound Dog, and then you suddenly go into this noise jam. Oh, that's on Dragon, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I find that really exciting. Whenever I hear people make music that just does one thing and then it just com- takes like a U-turn in the song and then you're suddenly on a different road and you're just like, well, how the hell did I get here? No wonder you like Bowie. Well, exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah. What were we saying about this? We went on a whole tear there. I, I think we were just talking about things. Um, uh, yeah, you yeah. had one bit in the middle that just went off in into another key. It went off into his own key and uh, that was the only like real challenge with this song. The lyrics came really, really naturally. What are they about? Um, if you don't mind saying. No, I don't mind that you asking at all. But I mean, I know what the title's about, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it's about the murder of the Jedi. <laughs> at last, the Jedi are no more. Unlimited Power by Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the title's taken from that, from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of just. I've got lyrics in my hand. Actually, I'm, I'm looking while, you, at them. while you say that, there are two lyrics in my song that are about Star Wars. Go on. There's one of them which is um, No More Excuses, No More Tries, which is, in my head, I was thinking of the Yoda line, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> so we live by do or die. Um, and the other one is um, A Strong Heart Beats Crystal Intent. Um, Kyber Crystals? Exactly. Well, there was this one episode of the, uh, one arc of a show called The Clone Wars, which is a Star Wars TV show, which you haven't watched, which I have, which deals mm. with um, uh, Anakin and Obi one find this massive, massive Kyber Crystal that... Grievous is trying to get back to the Separatists, and the implication is that it's one of the Kyber crystals that goes into the Death Star. Okay. Yeah, so I just wanted to write a song called Kyber Crystal, and it didn't work, so I thought, well, I've got crystals in somewhere. Sorry, I just kind of walked over your song. No, 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 I I like that, because it shows what nerds we are. (laughs) Yeah, we're utterly useless people. Um, yeah, it's, we're both huge Star Wars fans for anybody who's, like, tuning in for the first time. Well, and, if, uh, if they didn't hear, if they didn't guess that from me quoting episode three earlier. <laughs> in its entirety, not in its entirety, without seeing it in, in its entirety. Let me have a look at the lyrics here. The so, one crawling with vulture droids, master. <laughs> oh, I see it. Oh, this is going to be easy. <laughs> so, the first lyric I ever got for the song was, I can't help but think we've got the wind in our sails which was originally, I can't help but think we got the wind behind us, which is basically the same thing. I like the sales thing, though. It's not something people say as much. Yeah, and um, it just kind of sums up the feeling of thinking, like, however deluded you might feel that, hey, things are going good at the moment. Um, and it's it was just a really positive line. I was like, okay, I'll keep that. Um, and then followed by the sort of, like, polar opposite of, like, I know it's hard, when we've been out here so long, and here could be any difficult situation. Um, so, the thing is with my songs, is I can't just go, oh, it's about this, and then we move on. It's <laughs> no, like so I think every each line, line is about something different. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, um, what do you call it? How do you think that you're going to feel in the morning? I guess that's just saying to... A Don't com- drink too much. I, no, no, it's nothing to do with alcohol. It's just like, <laughs> it's almost like that's to a fictional character. And then there's sort of like a... Is this interesting or not? Cause I... <laughs> I, I just like seeing the leaps of logic that your brain takes. <laughs> well, if you like it, then maybe someone else will too. Yeah. So how do you think that you're going to feel in the morning? Seeing a character, how they're going to feel in the morning, and asking them that question from my point of view as a narrator, I have the feeling that you'll be onto something new. So this comes from a, a short film that Father John Misty put out recently called Pure Comedy, 
and it's like the making of his new new album. And then he he has this one bit in the film where he's got this like female narrator saying, "Imagine for a moment that you're out in space, and then you're looking down at the blue marble of Earth, and everything seems so clear, and you can see how abstract and like meaningless things are from up there. Then you fall to Earth really quickly, and within within about five minutes, you've um you've started to become tangled up in like human life and all the difficulties and all the relationships and you are uh, you're dealing with all these human things where just five minutes ago you're out in space and you realized how abstract and transient it all was so that's kind of that you'll be on to something new by tomorrow in the morning see yeah. okay that's two lines <laughs> um there we go we've only got another three minutes to go <laughs> and then i wanted to um use that space thing of looking down at earth but i thought it'd be interesting if it was a pole like a huge, huge, like thousand mile. Kind of like high the idea pole. of a space ladder. Yeah, exactly. Which I've visited before and ladded to the sky. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't I, think I've heard that one. Which tape four? You must have heard it. Oh, yeah, I've definitely heard it, but I can't remember what it is. Um, Although I actually heard um, something from Winter Tape Four came on. It was the one with Joe singing. Oh, uh, Long Cruel Day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. You I, I was just, job on that. It literally just came onto my phone and I just, um, as I was coming into work, sorry, audience, this is going to have to be cut out, but <laughs> I came on, I was just walking to the train station and I thought, this is good. This is really good. I don't recognise who this <laughs> is. I'm just going to check. Jesus, it's Roger. <laughs> I'm just there to haunt you on yeah, your it's, commute. it's Roger and Joe. <laughs> Damn them. Um, but where was I with this? Like Space ladder. Uh, space ladder. Uh, yeah, so I wanted it to be, it to be a pole that you can climb up. <coughs> but then, there's another leap of logic here, but it's not just a pole that a character can climb up and see the world from above and see the transience of life. God, that sounds so pretentious. I'm not meaning to. But this it's, song has got so many layers. Mine is not like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but it's also like a sort of quasi-political statement. As it, God, I sound so... <laughs> It, it you is. are slowly turning into an artist day by day. <laughs> but it's like. But it is art. You must. You must see that. Somebody climbs to the top of the pole, but it's also like climbing to the top of a social ladder, or a political ladder, and then you climb to the top of the pole, and you're looking at the people below you, the people who you're ruling. If you're I mean, Trump. Yeah. Okay, we were going <laughs> to keep that vague, but you know, fuck um, Donald Trump. <laughs> um. And then it moves on to, again, back to the character. You get the feeling that nobody knows you. And then to repeat the line, I get the feeling that you'll be on to something new. So mm. it doesn't matter that you think nobody knows you because things are changing all the time. And I don't think I ever want to go that deep into one of my songs again. <laughs> okay, I'm quite embarrassed. <laughs> no, that's really interesting, like, hearing your, like, logical connections to that. Like, um, like it is interesting how you write line by line, which um, mm. produces that very, you know... Uh, Beatles-esque kind of randomness, particularly of the later days. I'm not saying that mm. to be a compliment. I, that's literally just the thing it reminds me of. Yeah. Um, whereas I struggle to do that. Mm. You know, I've tried to do that before and it doesn't work. I have to write my songs about one feeling or one thing. Apart from last week when I wrote it about Trump and Brexit. <laughs> well, they're kind yeah, of... Yeah, this is podcast is slowly getting more and more political. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day, everybody. Um... Yeah, I find it difficult to do what you do, where I write a song about one thing. I've done it on a couple of occasions, but I find it difficult. Um, I think it's because my mind is so, like, it's so easily distracted. 
I think we both get that way, but I think... Um, but I, one interesting bit of advice I'd always heard from uh, Roger Taylor, there was this video of, of him playing live and he's talking about uh, how he writes songs and he always says, write from strong emotion. Mm. So love and anger are two brilliant ways to write a song. Mm. And as I've uh, wrote my own songs and everything, I've realised, fuck, that was good advice. Yeah. Everyone has to watch that clip. Yeah. But, um, well, I agree with that. It may not seem like I do, but I certainly do. Um, yeah, it it's weird. It, it may sound contrived for me to say this, but I actually wrote this song from quite an emotional place, but it, it channels through the lyrics in weird ways. Yeah. It really does. Like, whereas with your songs, like, I can often go, oh, I can see exactly what that's about, and I'm getting the emotion. Whereas with mine, I think it's often like, I want... Whoever's listening. You're very good at creating a mood. You're very also very good at keeping it ambiguous what you're talking about. Yeah. Which, um, you know, really helps in creating a bit more of a universal... Like, making it weird mm. makes it more universal. It's weird how that happens, but it's true. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's odd. Like, I have no problem with writing a song that's like, hey, it's about this particular thing. I've done it in the past. Yeah. Um, but making, like you say, it just makes it more universal. I like the idea that people who listen to this song don't have to think that it's about the things I said it's about. It can just be taken as, like, you know, I don't know. There's, like, some lines that have a lot of emotion packed in and some that are more vague, and then you kind of take what you want from each one. Yeah. It's like a, whole, it's like a list rather than a song. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you're still getting an emotion from it. It's still generating an emotional response. Mm. It's just not tied into one specific thing. Yeah. Whereas, for example, uh, most political songs end up being about one thing or another or most uh confessional songwriter things like you know much as i love fleetwood mac you know exactly what a lot of those songs are about yeah yeah exactly and that can be and i mean that, can that be a real plus that can be a real plus and fleetwood mac are one of my favorite bands the rumors era of incarnation but at the same time you know those songs are about you know Lindsay and stevie mm. and uh john and christine well i kind of like that in a way it's it's the same with even the same with some Beatles songs, I suppose. Well, you know, things like Sexy Sadie are all about Maharishi. Yeah. Like, the original line for that was meant to be, Maharishi, you stupid git. <laughs> you filled your oh, minds up full of shit. Something no. like that, I um, think, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, that was closer than I think you were. <laughs> but then was. even then, they changed Maharishi to Sexy Sadie. Yeah. Um, I suppose another thing about it is, like, we spoke about this last week as well, or maybe was it the week before, I can't remember, but... When you don't have a huge like following of people who listen to your songs, they're often the people who listen to your songs are the people who the songs are about, <laughs> or yeah. at least they their relationships influence you. So it's, yeah. you have to be a you've, little bit vague. You've written songs about them, to them, or from their point of view, or against their point of view, or things like that. Yeah, like um, you know, there are song I've written a song about, like for example, Sam, mm. who. Uh, came on our podcast at Christmas. I'm not going to say which uh, song of mine it is, mm. but you know which song I'm talking about. Mm. And uh, I swear to God, I hope he never finds out. <laughs> like, um, but it's interesting, like, when He's you... He's going to search all the songs now. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there was um, actually a funny story. Like, uh, me and uh, Sam and my mate Josh, was really disappointed he didn't come on the Christmas podcast. But, um... Uh, me and Sam and Josh went out to an open mic once and I have this song called Only 22 mm. uh, which is about a friend of mine who is not Sam or Josh mm. 
but um, and I'm not going to name them, but it's about me disagreeing with their life choices and just my way to vent that into a song, make it nice and vague, uh, so I can get my feelings out, but I can still be friends with them. Mm. And um, I always introduce it, or used to introduce it, by saying, this is a song about one of my friends. I'm a horrible person. And um, the minute after I finish, Sam and Josh both come up to me and go, oh my God, what's that song about me? What's that song about me? It's like, no. <laughs> of course it's not about you. No, exactly. Do you think I'm stupid enough to play it if it wasn't about you to play it in front of you? This song's for you too. Yeah. Both of you. Wankers. Uh, yeah, I... I I don't know, everybody thinks that songs are about them because we're, we live in ourselves and we make, we think the world is about us because we're our main character, so... Yeah. So, yeah. Well, exactly, that's very true. I was just thinking as well, when you were saying that, I've actually written some songs myself where, like, it explicitly references a specific time or situation that if the person heard it, they'd be like, I know exactly what that's about. But I actually keep those songs, like, private. I actually have, like, a collection of private songs too. Well, I know there are a couple of references to uh, certain specific things that happen in points of time. For example, mm. uh, I know you've told me this, that um, in it's the end of Sandbox Games, isn't it? Mm. Where there's that line, hand in a resignation, put up a mm. fight. The hand in a resignation bit is because I handed in my resignation at the, uh, from work to become a musician mm. at the time that you were um, writing that song. Absolutely. So that, yeah. you know, whenever I hear that one, I always think like, I'm in one of his lyrics. <laughs> Jesus. Whenever I play that song live, when I, I play that lyric, I sing that lyric, and I think, okay, Declan knows that's about him. And then the last lyric of the song is, make it a triple Sammy, making a name for, your, making a name for yourself. And it's not about Sammy, who we're friends with, because I didn't know him when I wrote the song. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You, um, um, but I you think... call him Sammy, I call him Sam. That's true, actually, yeah. So I, I never think that. So I often think that he'll think I'm going... You'll think, like, why is he telling me to get a triple whiskey? <laughs> As if you could order triples at bars, can you? You could order three singles and a glass. <laughs> Homework for the weekly song podcast <laughs> yeah, listeners. Go out to a bar and try and order a triple whiskey. See how fast you get kicked out. And say your name's Sammy. Yes. Yeah, and then email in. Unless your name is Sam. Yeah. In which case, say your name is Roger. Yeah. Not Heather's, though. Definitely Heather's. No. Nick is driving license as well. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a nice little tear we went on there. I like that. Yeah. It's also got the podcast up to about 50 minutes. Sweet. Like, but... um, there is a big bit of me laughing in the middle that we're going to have to cut out. <laughs> that was some merciless laughing. You laughed for about 10 minutes straight. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that, dude. Like, um, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. just literally... That's just become the stock joke phrase between me and a lot of my friends. So when you say, this song is called Unlimited Power, <laughs> like, how the fuck am I meant to react? Turns out by laughing. I'd rather you laugh than just sit there silently, like, in the inside. You really stole that from Palpatine. Oh, I'm afraid your song title references are quite amusing to those of us who know where they're from. <laughs> it's funny, though, because I heard that... The title said on the on this podcast I was listening to. That was nice. What was that? That's um, root to major seventh to third to second. There we go. I've started writing for next week. I like it when a, when a riff 
incorporates the major seventh of it of its scale, but yeah. only briefly. I love that. Like Day Tripper is a really good example. It doesn't. Where's it happening? Wait, wait, wait. I'm thinking the wrong type of note. The D. That's the flattened seventh, which is... Flattened seventh, that's what I mean. Yeah, which is, like, a major seventh is just where it falls in the scale, so for E it would be... Oh, it's just the B? It would just be the um, D sharp. You heard it here first, folks. Whereas, I've uh, just learnt my scales. <laughs> whereas what we just normally refer to as the seventh is... Um, it's not the seventh note, but it is if mm. you take the seventh note and you flatten it one. So okay. that comes out to being D. So what's the difference between a major seventh and a seventh? Well, a se- it depends if you're talking about chords. Um, like if you, for example, if you're playing in the key of C, you'll go to your five, but you want to make it unstable, so you uh, put the note mm-hmm. in uh, to the uh, fifth chord, which is... F because it's in the key of C. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's not confusing, which leads you because you get that movement G to the seventh uh, of the G chord to the major third of the C, so it brings you back round nicely. Now, if you're okay. still in the key of C, mm-hmm. providing I haven't confused everyone to, to buggery. Um, if you wanted to do a major seventh, it would be as if um, you were playing a G major scale. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's uh, called a major seventh. Got it. Got like, it. Because most people tend to use sevenths on fifth chords. Mm, yeah, yeah. Or, or five chords. I should stop calling them fifth chords. Five chords. But um, if you wanted to put a seventh on your first chord you can put the regular seventh on but if you put a major seventh it's in key okay okay i've always wondered that because i use seven as a term all the time and i know about um when it's like a the seventh note in a scale but when I, usually when i refer to seven i'm referring to the flattened seventh yeah the chord seventh chord seventh this is going to take me a while to get used to, but I get, yeah. I get your explanation. I That's the thing, mean. I'm not using all the proper term, uh, terminology. The chord should be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Mm. The chord uh, suspensions and augmentation should be called 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th. Right. Ninth, 11th, whatever it is after Sure, that. sure, sure. Well, for anybody who's like listening and being like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Like, Declan knows a lot more than I do, but... Neither of us always use, like, the proper technical terminology. We're mostly about, like, making the song sound good. <laughs> yeah. We know... We've normally got instruments by ourselves. We know what we're talking about and everything because uh, we can just demonstrate to each other. But we kind of have not learned the language of music properly. <laughs> Mind you, uh, what was that? What was it we said at the start of the podcast? Talking about music is, uh, like, like, dancing, dancing about, about architecture. architecture. So let's get our shoes on. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's the thing with music, just on a really brief little tangent here. If I'm playing around in C and I go, you know what, I'm just going to put my hands down in a different place now. So it's like I've got 
Oh, uh, shit, I don't even know. If I do that, I go, that's got a nice tone to it. I could write with that. I don't know what it's called. I could probably work it out if I really wanted to, but by the time I could have worked it out, I'm onto my next chord and I'm writing. So I, I kind of, I'm too interested in the music to learn about it, if that makes sense. That's the thing, like, I always do my learning afterwards. Yeah, I kind of do my learning here on air with you, and you yeah. tell me what my chords are. Like, that's the thing, I... Uh, like, I worked out that that, for example, in my song, the B minor to E thing was... The reason it sounded good was it wasn't because it wasn't this. Mm. Uh, which is your standard uh, way you do that sort of progression. Mm. But um, I wouldn't have known that at the time. I just thought, hmm, they sound nice. Let's do that. That's, that's the thing. It's just that it sounds nice. I've actually had, like, two or three people say, say to me... Because, like, whenever we meet a songwriter, now it's, like, a kind of thing that Declan and I do, going, hey, do you reckon you can write a song in a week? Do you want to come on our podcast? And then a few people have said, like, oh, I don't know all the stuff that you guys know, like, about, like, the ones and threes and stuff. And I'm like... Neither do we. Yeah, neither do we. Just, if you can write a song, you're more than welcome. Yeah, you're very happy to just play, like, one, four, five, and six, which are just your basic, like... That song, but um, but yeah, we, we do that, and yeah, um, like yeah. you, like my song had basically two chords in it this week. Mm. You don't have to write Bohemian Rhapsody every week, no, it's nice to try for that, but you don't have to, yeah. And I always maintain that, like, I, I don't know, people think that if you're a musician, you kind of have like a, an extra ticket on everyone that's not a phrase, but you get what I mean, like, you have like an extra thing you're listening for, but really, you're still in it for the emotional impact of a song and the. I was about to say the chords, but you're not really in it for the chords. You're in it for the feeling the chords give you as a human being and the way they resonate in your ears. So you're still the same as everybody else. Yeah, like um, nobody's got magic ears that can hear something special. Mm. They can just hear whether some... Everyone can hear whether anything's good or not. Like, you know, in, unless it's something really common, like, for example, you can pick up... When someone puts a seventh into a fifth chord, uh, yeah. a seventh into a five chord immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, or little tricks like that, or like our four, minor four, mm. like things like that. We've just learned to pick those up over time and hear them in other songs. But, you know, it's still, we don't just sit there and analyse, go, oh yes, that was a minor four there. How very intelligent that person was. <laughs> exactly. It's it literally just, it's just reacting like a, like you said like a human being with mm. emotions and things like that I mean the, the reason or at least good music should be like that it sounds a bit like clinical and like you know dry when I go I love major to minor fourths but when you hear them and the it's that kind of a beautiful fall like that's what I mean it's that feeling that you get of that it's like heartbreak you know it's not about numbers or, or like anything. being resigned to something or something like that yeah it can be any type of like it's like an emotional I don't know it can be used in so many different ways um, and then like the lyrics you put on top of it the melody you choose to put on top of that it all it's like this huge sandwich of of emotions <laughs> that's the podcast title I was going to say it's going to be unlimited power for a long time I think sandwich of emotion has just stolen it so that's uh, another episode of the weekly song podcast we hope you enjoyed listening 
Um, just want to say also, we got a uh, a new email account. Hooray! So you can get in touch with us. Yeah, fantastic. It's weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. So you can email him with any questions, any suggestions. Any also, songs that you've written in a week that you'd like to be played on air. Please do. Please just send in any songs you've written in a week and you'll be uh, more than welcome and we'll play them, play them on air. And if you live locally to us... Or um, you can get to Cornwall and it's not too much of a hassle. Or if you can get to Cornwall but it is a hassle. Or, or, you, <laughs> or you just um, you just fancy a trip down to Cornwall for a week to write a song, then... Um, Drop us a line saying you want to come on. Yeah. If you write songs, you can come on the podcast. You're exactly. more than welcome. We've got a hot cup of cocoa. We don't have cocoa or any <laughs> hot drinks here. We have nothing. Waiting for you. <laughs> we have a tired, cold, empty room. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, ta-ra. ta One, two, that's how many of us are out here. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle. <laughs> Do you know what? This is the best start we're gonna get. Let's just keep it in. <laughs> what the whole, this whole thing? No, no. This is awful. Right? Do we want to do that again? Yeah. yeah okay. Here we go. Fuck the fence around, Mr. Roger. Run! Run! <laughs> yeah, it started off being a warning and it just turned into James Brown by the end of it. Um, right, give me one second, I need to get my lyrics. Which are under my plate of chips. Everything you ever record has kitchen cells in it. You are a kitchener. I have not heard that one before in my 24 years, well done. I hear layers of sarcasm. Are you a songwriter? Yes, I am. That's why no, I do you. this. Ah, ha, ha, ha. That wasn't scripted. South Africa. <laughs> why did you choose a South Africa accent? It's the only one I can do. I'm a Geordie accent. You live in Liverpool. If you live um, in the castle, like, you like, come on the podcast, like, you'll write your song in seven days, you daft bastard. <laughs> That's got to be our tagline now. Like we, that just comes after the dugga dugga. You write a song in seven days, you tag bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. Uh, so if you're a songwriter... And, okay, and you stop this again? <laughs>